Howdy partners, and welcome back to another rendition, the second installment of our podcast that revolves around strategic partnerships, what you need to do, what you don't need to do, how do you get into strategic partnerships, just a, a rainbow of, of topics around that, that field. Um, I've got my co-host, my lovely co-host here, we've got Will Taylor. Will, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I am busy with everything partnerships related deep in the ecosystem. So I'm living it. I'm living through it. It's very yeah, exciting. And you're, you're living in the heat. I know, you know, you being in Canada, we were talking about what it is uh, outside temp wise Celsius. And I did my quick conversion. We're about the same. I'm in Denver, Colorado. So pretty hot out there. Hot and humid. Uh, I like it for short bouts, but I definitely uh, like it more than the snow. So I'll leave it at that. Very good. And then Ben out in Salt Lake, beautiful Salt Lake. How's, uh, how's everything going with you? Beautiful Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, we're not bad. We're about 70, 70 degrees Fahrenheit today. So, so manageable. Usually this time of year in Salt Lake, we're like a hundred or 95, which is too much for me to yeah. be honest with you. Um, so, so this is perfect, perfect temperature and long may it, long may it continue to be to be this temperature yeah well the rocky mountain boys you and i were just talking we did we got that snowstorm in late may which was pretty nuts uh we had wild yeah i actually had my uh my mum out here from the uk and she bought like i was like it's gonna be really hot so bring like you know your, your swim stuff and we can have the reservoirs and we took her up to uh to one of the ski resorts they bought like a little spa spa up there so took her up for a spa day and it was like <laughs> five feet of snow like wild like crazy amounts of snow so yeah living in uh living by the rocky mountains you you never know you could be skiing as late as uh as late as june yeah. i guess yep, that that resonates i i feel like i saw on instagram a couple months ago where just like living in denver like the layers that you wear to prepare for all all uh types of climates and just temperatures is it's pretty ridiculous so I mean, the takeaway, at least from the intro, is we got to get your mom to pack a little bit more variety when she comes <laughs> on next. But that hopefully, like next time she comes, if in May, maybe she just doesn't come in May. It's a it's a pretty pretty wild time of year. Yeah, it's tough, mate. I mean, when do you come to Salt Lake? Because to Will's point, if you're not a snow fan, like you can't come for the first six months of the year, and if you don't want to be cooked, then you don't come for the second six months. So usually middle of the year is is ideal here in salt lake but yeah just uh crazy yeah crazy crazy weather conditions yep yep for sure i'm partial to the fall weather get the uh the aspens changing colors out here um but anyway enough enough of the weather talk like that's that's certainly up the dad alley dad jokes like meeting people you talk about weather uh we're not we're good friends here so let's dig into the topic um and just to remind the audience for whoever's listening Ideally, what we're, we're trying to paint a picture for is, is breaking down a lot of the stigmas around strategic partnerships, uh, making sure that you guys feel comfortable or, or, or have tangible takeaways for what you know you think you're trying to do, whether you have a partnership program and it's well-oiled or you, you just don't know yet. You're like, do we need one? You know, Based on the industry we're in, we're getting a lot of feedback. And it actually segues nicely into today's topic. And I'll be your host. I'm Tom got ben here as as our expert and then will's gonna chime in with some color hopefully uh, i hope he does because he's got a lot of color when it comes down to this uh this topic but starting or thinking about starting a partnership program you know it's it's been like pinging in your head regardless of your role 
regardless of whether you have a role, right? You're interviewing for companies. Uh, what are the signals? What are those kind of markers that, that you should be listening for, you know, hearing from your customers, hearing from your prospects? What are those signals that, that should resonate most for you to say, you know what, we might need to start or think about strategic partnerships as an avenue, a, a, a resource, a revenue stream for our company. And, and Ben, I think you've got some, some pretty relevant um, knowledge and understanding just based on where you're at, where your previous roles were. So let's, let's get into this. Um, regardless of your role, what are you thinking? You know, like if you, whether you know partnerships is right for your organization or not, but if you're in the mindset of knowing that we're getting a lot of consistent questions, we're getting a lot of consistent pieces around this topic, what's, what are those signals to look out for? What do you, what do you hear from your prospects, your customers to say, you know what, this, this to me means we're trying to bubble up on a, a partnership program, whether it's referral based affiliate, et cetera. What are you looking out for? What's your background to get to that point too? Yes, I think it's probably helpful when you mentioned that this is probably a good topic for me to be speaking on. I, I'm kind of two months into my, to my journey here at Help Scout. Um, so obviously went through an interview process where, you know, I was asking a lot of questions as to, you know, why are you starting a partnership program? Why is this the right time to start a partnership program? Um, so I, so I think there's some things that um, are are indicators or or definitely factors that need to be taken into consideration before either taking a role where you'll be building out a partnership program or alternatively, like in my previous role, where you know I went over from customer success into partnerships and was asked to, to build a partnership program. So, so both sides of the coin, right? Either in company, starting a new function, or alternatively interviewing for a role where the remit is you will be building out our partnership program or at least the strategy around um, a partnership program. So, so I think there's, I would say probably six, six or seven kind of main themes, I would say, or questions to ask. Um, the first, probably most critical one, honestly, is, is alignment and patience from inside your organization. Um, and what I mean by that is one of the, the biggest blockers or things that can really kill a partnership program before you create one is, is not having executive buy-in. So I think, um, and I think, I mean, really to explain that a little bit further, if you're interviewing for a role and you ask the question of, you know, why do we need a partnership program? And the CRO or the VP of sales is like, well, we need to, we need to bring in a million dollars in the next six months, right? That is, that's not going to work from a partnerships perspective. Everybody that be, that is listening to this podcast will understand that partnerships are a slow burn. There's a lot of pre-work that needs to go into building out a partnership program for it to bring in revenue. So doing a bit of investigation as to why now, and I would ask that question transparently, why are you thinking about um, partnerships now? Often will reveal um, a real kind of underlying reason as, as, to, as to why they're thinking about partnerships. And, and if the only reason is they need quick revenue, that for me would be a real red flag before jumping into a, uh, jumping into a role. Um, so, so one of the things I, I would look out for, so looking from the other side, what would be a, a green light or something that would, that would make me think that this organization is ready for a partnership program is we view partnerships as a lever for growth and a lever for growth that we will give you time to create. So there's a subtle difference there. Both 
eventually being tied to revenue because it is a revenue generating part of right. the business, but the instantaneous revenue compared to the kind of ongoing, more tactical revenue, if that makes sense. So I know, Will, you, you've, you've probably experienced this in, in previous roles, but any kind of, I guess, questions or, or even color that you can paint on, on that topic from an executive buy-in perspective? Yeah, so in terms of the signals for companies who don't have the program built out yet, um, I think it would be around not just revenue growth, but let's say expansion into perhaps a, a new territory or you know, your SMB and you're thinking, let's try mid-market or there are clients who are saying, we have this technology and we're using it, but we don't understand how to use it in the other technologies that we use, or it doesn't connect well, or there's uh, attrition with use or even um, churn for your revenue as well, where clients, although they use the platform and they understand the general value, they're not using it to its fullest potential. I think those are some indicators for, okay, well, you know, maybe we need integrations. Maybe we need uh, partners who are more versed in that specific geography. Maybe we need people who are experts that can help with uh, implementing the technology. And so those signals, I think, are good for, let's say, a founder or a VP of sales who is you know, tasked with that revenue growth. Uh, but then also thinking about the, the greater picture of why do we need more revenue? Where do we need more revenue? Uh, how are we losing revenue? And so I think those would be signals and then questions to ask would be, I, I would agree absolutely of, you know, why do you think this as a, an organization hiring for a partner role, but also, you know, what led you to this decision? You know, was it churn? Was it you want expansion? What is the actual underlying business growth need for partnerships as that strategy to meet that need versus business as usual? Uh, I think that would uncover a lot of insights on, um, you know, why is this business thinking about this and what are the signals that they're receiving to then take this move? Um, that's what I've generally asked in, in the past for the surrounding information about why now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you'll carry on oh, no, I, Well, you guys touch on two really important things that I want to hone in on. One is the idea around, you know, like Ben, you nailed it. Like if you're, if you're trying to make a quick buck, you know, partnerships isn't, isn't that short-term kind of burn or juice that you need from an organization? Like long-term, you know, you start to talk about the 5X, the, the, the 8X, the 10X, whatever you want to think about it or however you want to take it as, as a really important piece. Uh, like, do you, one, of my, one of my points or questions for the listeners would be, you know, are you asking the questions to the proper people that are, are uncovering what the revenue potential is? So whether it's on the service side, on the tech side, uh, from an organizational standpoint, what's the what's the market share or the market gain when you think about competitors, whether they have a partnership program or not, that you start to uncover? And I, like to not to try and not go down the rabbit hole. There's the true, you know, like what do you think your revenue number is by expanding or building a partnership program? The other side is like the efficiencies gained by having. A partnership program will nailed it. it is you know your your as an extension of your team partners partners can come in and help execute or build or optimize your tool set for the customer so i guess to boil down 
should you be asking about what the revenue potential or just the 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 um like the uh the oh my gosh revenue gain versus you know money spent uh for lack of a better term but then the second side is you know the integration capabilities and how you start to be your how you gain stickiness with other tool sets are those trickle down effects that you know if you get past that first layer are you asking those questions should you be asking those questions what do those type of signals mean yeah, and I, and I think that's a nice that's a nice segue into potentially like another factor or sign, in my opinion, that partnerships might be a good route to go down, and that would be inbound interest. And and what I mean by that is, have you got partners that are actively reaching out to you either through LinkedIn or through email, and saying like, we would love to build an integration with you. We have customers asking all the time, we want an integration with this tool, and. And again, speaking about Help Scout, I get messages almost daily from people that have either built integrations that I'm not aware of or Help Scout aren't aware of that have just publicly used our public API, right, and oh, built yeah. integrations out um, or people that want to build integrations out with us. So for me, that's like another really good sign that um, partnerships may be a good a good way to go. And there is potentially a network effect there when you've got that, that inbound interest from partners. And again, Will made some really good points there around like, not just tech or integration partners, perhaps there's agency partners that are reaching out. Perhaps there are consultancy partners that are reaching out. Any type of inbound interest for me are really good signs that partnerships may be a good route for you to go because ultimately you've already got like almost an ideal partner profile mapped out for you, right? You can actually take those 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 inbound requests and start to build out mini partner profiles that probably would make sense for you to go after as a, as a partnership professional. So um, I think that's a really good kind of segue is, is inbound interest is also a really good indicator of, of whether a partnership program might be, might be good. Well, for and you. it's, and it's an instant product validation too, right? Like if they believe in you and they say, you know, listen, have you thought about this? Like it's because they see the value for their end users, their customers, their ability to use this long-term or scale with it themselves is a really good indication. Um, yeah, but in, inbound interest is huge. And and so like that is, that's gotta be one of the primary signals. Um, let's talk about some of the, the, the internal stuff, right? So like you're, you're trying to break through the mold, have these conversations with your VP of sales, CRO, just the exec level. And they're starting to kind of like understand like, yeah, this, this might make sense, but let's talk about some of the internal buy-in or the, the, the resources that you you should try and have available or understand that if you've already got this you're you're chopping the wood to say i don't need to spend x more hours or x more days for that matter to get this off the ground what is that a signal does that make any sense no no it does man and and i think actually probably extends on from what we talked about in the first episode and that is if you're going to start a partnership program or you're already in partnerships, you are very entrepreneurial, meaning that you touch almost every part of your organization. Right. Now, for that to happen, what I'm not advocating for is you become a marketing expert, you become a direct sales expert. But what I am advocating for is you need to become a politician internally at your organization, meaning that you need to get buy-in from from almost everybody for this to succeed. Because especially if you're starting off super lightweight, 
you might be a one-man team, you might be, in, in my case, uh, a two-person a two team, um, there's a lot of additional resource that is needed internally um, for that program to be successful. So in, in what you've just said there, like one of the things I love to do in week one, week two, is you need to organize meetings with all key stakeholders, the VP of marketing, you know, VP of sales, and really start to get them on board and, and help them to understand the help that you're going to need to get a, a partnership program um, off the ground. So, so that'd be a definite factor that I would ask. Um, I actually like to, in my interview process, request that I speak to people at that organization that sit in those seats. Because ultimately, like the, the VP of sales or whoever is interviewing you might say, yeah, you know, everybody's really excited about, about partnerships and you're going to have resource. But actually, until you, until you speak with those people and speak with them directly, that sometimes isn't the case. So that would definitely be a question or, or at least some investigation I would do around um, internal resources because, yeah, without them, you're not going to succeed. Simple as that. That's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, it, it, and it's... It's pretty, um, it's pretty shocking, you know, from just like an internal standpoint, how many, how many departments or, or wings of your, your company can benefit just from a, a partnership program. And it like, we'll get into that more in future episodes. I'm, I guarantee it, but, um, that's great. You're asking the right questions. You're asking to talk to, to multiple people. So what else? Like we, we talked about some key areas like the inbound side, the, the cross-functional resources to a degree uh, and just kind of like the, the market I, share, but continue. Yeah, I, I think to be honest with you, mate, another thing, especially as we, start, as we start to talk about internal resources, another thing that's, that's really important is internal processes and specifically like the sales process. Oh, and yes. what, what I mean by that is if, if you're a company that hasn't figured out how to sell directly yet, meaning that like, you don't know your sales process. You don't actually know your value proposition. You don't know your ICP. I would not even touch partnerships. And and and, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Ultimately, if you don't know your ICP, because I talk to startups all the time that just want to talk to me about, oh, I think you know, I think partnerships would be a really good route for us to go. And I ask them a question around like, well, who do you sell into at the moment, right? And and they can't give me an answer as to the target company they sell into, the geography, the amount of employees. You have to go through a similar process when you're mapping out your ideal partner profile, right? You have to actually figure out, okay, who 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 actually feeds into our ICP from a direct perspective? What partners are in their ecosystem? Um, and without that ICP mapping, that becomes almost impossible. Secondarily, if your sales reps, your direct sales reps, have not figured out how to sell your product yet, how are you ever going to train a partner organization on how to sell your product, right? So. So when we talk about like having processes nailed down, having a sales process, a direct sales process figured out is super important because if you haven't figured that out for yourselves, how are you going to train and enable a partner to do that, right? So, so, so I, that's probably another point. And Will, I, I see you come off. Walk the yeah, walk yeah. Before you talk the talk, right? That and then also like as a partner manager or you know head of partnerships you're going to be forced to develop those things because everything else that you do is based on you know how does our team sell what how do they describe the value proposition who are we selling to and if that is not baked in the company then 
uh, as a partner person, you'll be facing a lot of that development on your own because you've probably done it before or you're you know entrepreneurial enough where you would develop that. Um, but that takes time and resources and that's going to cut into that slow burn that we talked about where it already takes you a, a good amount of time to get things up and running. So if you're spending more time to develop those things for the, co- the company, then that'll slow you down even further. So I, I couldn't agree more with, you know, needing to have that sales process, the value prop, and uh, especially an ICP as well, because that'll set the course for a lot of what you do as a partner manager. If I can, and if I, I'll add one thing here. And as a host, I shouldn't be this chatty, but it, 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 it rings true. And being on the other side of being, you know, whether you're an actual partner of a program, the last thing that I want to do is put one of my customers in the sales cycle of a product that I am, you know, consulting them or driving expertise around to say, you need this for X, Y, and Z reasons. And then all of a sudden you're talking to the sales team and they're, they're just kind of a deer caught in headlights. Like to me, what that does is breaks down the trust from a partner standpoint. So I, I, from a partnership lens, want to have confidence and, and put my full trust that whether I know the product or not, I can lean on the true company experts to be able to, to explain the why, explain the value, and actually sell the product properly versus that not happening, my customer saying, I wasn't impressed at all. Like, what are you doing? Now that puts a, a pretty decent stain on, on my end. So I, I think it's calling out, like, understand that you need to be in the, the lens of thinking about, thinking in the mindset of your partners versus thinking the mindset of yourself. Like, and I know we're talking about the internal side, but you've got to put yourself outside of your shoes and put in the shoes of your partners to say, can I sit here and and talk to my partners and be confident that our product's great for, for these reasons and will help solve for these reasons and knowing that my sales team can do the same. Love it. So um, yes. let's, uh, let's summarize for the, the listeners. Ben, I would love for your thoughts on, you know, the questions or a resource that can can help out for walking away with that thing that they can action today. Yeah, so I think as with every episode, our goal with this is to provide something tangible or actionable for you to take away. So after this episode, we will be just giving you a, a question sheet, I guess, which is questions to ask when you're either interviewing for your next role or even being asked to step into a partnership position, right? So I think one thing is we will be providing you with a resource after this. So I'll, uh, I'll kind of review some questions to cover, but you know, that you'll also receive this as a, as a resource afterwards. So I guess, first of all, when you go into a room and you're talking about building out a partnership program, one of the questions to ask is, do you have patience for this program? And even though that's a simplistic question, what I would, what I'd really dive into in that question is, are you expecting this program to produce revenue in the next couple of months? That for me is number one, one of the biggest red flags, you will fail at that role if you're expected to go in and build out a program within two months and deliver revenue. So starting there, that would be one question I would ask. The second one, when I interviewed at Help Scout, I asked them about their sales process. Help Scout, we've got 12,000 customers, right? All of that's been done through either inbound lead generation or, or, or sales, sales-based selling, direct selling, right? That says to me, we've got our process figured out and our product's pretty pretty great as well. So that's another tick, right? How many customers do you have? What is your ICP? And walk me through your sales process. If they can't do that, another red flag for me, right? Like they probably haven't got their crap figured out from a 
from a direct sales perspective. And then the other piece would be, have you had any partners inquire about potential partnership opportunities? So it gets back to that piece about the, in, the inbound interest, which is another really good indicator that partnerships might be, be a good, good fit for your organization. So if they can't give you, they, if they say, no, we actually haven't got any, we've got nobody. Over the history of our company, not one partner has inquired about um, partnering with us. Another big red flag for me, right? There's no inbound interest. So even if we separate that, um, and I guess just finishing off actually, and I should have probably mentioned this as question two, when we talk about internal resources, right? So talking about getting that cross-company cross buy into a partnership program, I would actually ask as a tangible takeaway, especially if you're interviewing for like a position at a company, especially a director level, VP level, somebody that's going to go in and build out a program, I would ask to speak specifically to whoever owns direct sales, whoever owns marketing, and then probably finance as well legitimately because they hold the budget, right? So, so I'd ask to speak to those people and actually find out their opinions on partnerships and what they hope partnerships to drive. And I really think then you will have a clear understanding of, look, am I walking into a situation where I'll be given time, where there's resources available, um, and there's a product that, can, that is actually established and that I can create a, a good partnership program with. So I think there will probably some, some tangible takeaways or questions. And as I said, we'll summarize all these in a nice, a nice question sheet for everybody. Um, but yeah, those would be my, but my, be my kind of guess critical questions to ask. Awesome. I think this was pretty insightful. Uh, I mean, you got to put the cart or no, you can't put the cart before the horse. So, you know, for the listeners and out there or listeners out there who are eager to kind of figure out if if this is right, uh, take Ben's wise sage knowledge uh, to heart, start to think about the tough questions, be patient yourself, right? Like we talked about the patience that an organization needs to have, be patient yourself, uh, gather the right Intel and uh, I think the next episode we might be talking about, you know, like, all right, you've got the buying, you've got uh, the decision has been made. Like, let's start. Now, what do you do? Uh, so that'll be exciting. I'm hoping that we get some, of course, we're going to get some tangible takeaways. And just the last final plug, we're still looking for sponsors. Episode two, we're hoping to make record time. I'm drinking a ranch water today. I think that's on point with the, the Howdy Partners, and I <laughs> it's feeling pretty good. But I think we'll, uh, we'll come at you guys another day with another episode and take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Cheers, everyone. Bye.